Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 6 The Cabin Boy's Secret by E.M. Clark, Read by Lexi Chapter 4 Return to the Fazenda of the Six Brothers Zelly and Hector, reunited with their boat at the bottom of the waterfall, sprang aboard and let the current take them on their journey. Wild shrieks came from the deep gloom of the jungle on all sides, and strange shapes appeared occasionally in the greenish depths of the river, only to vanish once more into the depths. Zelly was keeping her sharp eyes trained on the bank to the right-hand side. Nearly there, she muttered, nearly there. She seemed to be looking out for a special landmark, but Hector had no idea what it was. All the jungle looked the same to him. Now, she cried suddenly, and they both reached out to grab handfuls of the sturdy vines which looped down over the dark water. They pulled themselves onto the bank and leapt out of the little boat, tying it securely with the lianas and other native vines to keep it from bobbing away. Where are we? asked Hector, puzzled. Why aren't we carrying on downriver in the boat? We're near the fazenda I told you about, replied Zelly, grinning. We're saved. Danilo and Gordius will get us back home. They know every inch of this area. Well, that is a relief, Hector said, grinning back. And I hope they've got some food. I'm starving. Zelly laughed. That was just the sort of thing her twin brother Zav would say. I'd forgotten all about food and all the excitement, she said, but now you mention it, I'm ravenous. And Anna chirped in agreement. Well, what are we waiting for? asked Hector, and without a moment's further hesitation, the two of them toiled up the dense slope to the fazenda, with Anna flying above them to keep a lookout. As they approached, they paused to catch their breath. Suddenly, Out of the thick trees above them came a high-pitched chattering and a group of monkeys charged downwards, swinging by their tails and shrieking loudly in the children's faces. Zelly and Hector cried out in shock. The monkeys had striking white stripes on their faces and were baring their teeth. They did not look very friendly and their ear-splitting cries sounded otherworldly in the otherwise silent jungle. Spider monkeys! Zelly breathed. Rafa's told us about them. They roam the jungle and spy for the brothers. Hector looked impressed, as well as a bit scared. The children took a step backwards and held up their hands in a gesture of peace. Friends, said Zelly in a low, clear, firm voice, and Hector said the same. The monkeys stared at them, and, all at once, they swung themselves back up into the canopy above and disappeared, still shrieking. They'll have gone to report that we're here, Zelly added. Come on. Gosh, the brothers certainly don't want to be surprised by enemies, observed Hector. And what a great vantage point, he added, viewing the defensive position of the farm. Isn't it good, agreed Zelly, remembering the defences from last time. They also have periscopes in the river to keep watch on anyone approaching by water. That is seriously impressive. Hector replied. I know the spider monkeys will have reported that we're here, but let's announce ourselves anyway, 
said Zelly. Danilo, she called. Can you hear us? It's Zelly, with my friend Hector. The echo disappeared into silence. No answering cry reached them. In fact, nothing moved. There was no sign of life. Zelly and Hector looked at one another, puzzled. Just as Zelly opened her mouth to call again, Hector held up his hand in warning. Wait, he hissed. I see something. Then Zelly saw it too. The leaves of the nearby trees at ground level were shaking and wobbling. Then a figure appeared, crawling on the ground towards them. Shh! The figure put a finger to its lips. We must be silent. He was speaking so quietly, Zelly and Hector had to lean forward to hear him. We've been visited by pirates and they're close by. The two visitors nodded. Danilo, Zelly had recognised him immediately, beckoned them to crouch in the undergrowth and follow him. They did so, making sure they moved quietly and stayed close to the ground. When they had wriggled inside the fazenda, it was safe to stand up. Anna, said Zelly, go and scout for danger. You don't need to be invisible as there are so many parrots here. Roger that, the little parrot replied, and she swooped away. Her beady eyes peeled for movement. Oh, Miss Zelly, said Danilo, shaking his head. These are dangerous times. We've been visited by Vinicius Humberto and the Black Cross gang. He sighed heavily. Why are you here? We were kidnapped by the Black Cross gang, but we escaped, she explained. And we know Countess Rosina and Count Zuto are behind it all. Hmm, said Danilo thoughtfully. There's not many of the gang left, but enough to cause trouble. I think they must have wanted to bring you here, but couldn't get through our defences. Maybe they went for reinforcements, as they've been quiet for a while. That would be bad news. Where did they hold you, and how did you get out? Zelly described their escape, and Danilo grinned appreciatively. You certainly gave them a run for their money he said, clapping them both on the back, the tension easing out of him. Let's go and eat. He smiled at the expressions of delight this suggestion sparked. Unfortunately, it's only cold food, as we can't light the stove in case our enemies see the smoke. Sounds good to me, said Hector. Danilo's brother Gordius was waiting for them inside, a broad grin on his face. As they tucked into bread and cheese with hunks of deliciously juicy mango, they discussed how to get Zelly and Hector out of the fazenda and on their way again. Sepp and Theo would be a great help, remarked Zelly. They're making their way back to the Great Gizem, the wizard. We haven't seen them recently, Gordius replied, but they'll call in to check for messages. I'll leave one for them. We have a dead litter drop close by. What's that? asked Hector, looking puzzled. It's a safe place to leave a message in case there's an emergency, explained Danilo. We must leave here and go by Stonetown to the porter Hookhead. We'll tell them to meet us at Ilia Grande. Where's Stonetown? It's in the middle of the desert. Our sister Ermelin lives there and she'll help us. 
I don't think it will be safe to try to escape down river, said Gordius with a frown. Anna's been gone a long time, said Zelie, looking worried. Ever since Anna the parrot had been poisoned by Countess Rosina, Zelie had kept a very close eye on her and was always on the alert when Anna wasn't close by. Just then, there was a flapping of wings and the parrot appeared. Oh, here she is, Zelie added with relief. Mistress, cheeped Anna urgently, there are many pirates. They are planning an attack. Danilo looked grim and glanced at his brother. We cannot defend ourselves against an army, but we do have a secret way out. He sighed. We always knew we might have to evacuate one day. Right, he said, snapping into action. Light a fire to make them think we're cooking. It'll buy us time if they think we're unaware. They'll wait till night to attack. We must also send a message to Captain Jet, said Danilo. I have a talker listener. Great, Sally replied. I'll send a torpedo. Zelly typed a brief message into the keyboard on the talker listener. Z and H, safe at Vizenda of six brothers. Pirates gathering. On the way to Stonetown. Meet at Hookhead. She pressed send and the message was immediately received by the captain and the other sleuths. What a relief to know they're safe, declared Zav. Though that mention of pirates has got me worried. We'll go immediately to Hookhead. Make sail, the captain ordered his crew. Hookhead at all possible speed, Mr. Donlan, he told his first mate. Aye, aye, Captain. Where is Hookhead? asked Sam as the crew set to. It's a long way north and the only port on the desert coast, the captain replied. I'll show you on this chart. He rolled out a piece of yellowed parchment. See, look at the outline. It's how it gets its name. It looks just like a hook. It's the safest anchorage for hundreds of miles if you need a port, but it's an unsavory town. It makes Redport look like a royal palace. The sleuths mused over this. So it's a den of thieves, asked Milo. Yes, and most of them are pirates. Let's send Zelly a torpedo telling her to obscure herself and Hector, said Sophie. If they can't be seen, they'll be safe. Good idea, Sophie agreed the captain, and she typed it into the talker listener. Received loud and clear, replied Zelly a few moments later. Aye, aye, captain, and see you all soon. Good news at last, said Sophie. Yes, said Zav, but I miss her. We've never been away from each other for this long before. She wouldn't be our Zelly if she didn't foil the baddies and escape, grinned Sophie. And Hector will be very useful said Sam reassuringly. After all, he's sailed to Hookhead as the Golden Ram's cabin boy loads of times. He knows the area and where to avoid. With Zelly's magic and his local knowledge, they'll be fine. Zelly said they're going to Stonetown first, right? said Milo thoughtfully. That's in the desert. I wonder why they're taking that route. Danilo will have chosen that route deliberately, so there must be a reason, Captain Jet replied. It's not ideal, though. It's also a place which attracts lots of dubious people, as it's so out of the way. The Great River Route must be blocked, and I reckon those pesky pirates are behind it. Sophie, send a torpedo informing the council in Sandopolis. They need to send a ship to blockade the Great River and trap the pirates. Aye, aye, Captain, 
Sophie replied, busily typing into the talker listener. I'll also send a torpedo to Nika so she can follow us. Great idea, cried Sam. The old team will be reunited. Nika the Navigator had joined the sleuths on many of their adventures. She was a swashbuckling hero and very cool indeed. The torpedoes were sent as the wind picked up the sails of the boat. These devices really are ingenious. Raoul deserves a medal, the captain remarked, referring to Zellian Zav's father, who was an engineer and inventor. The Golden Ram was now speeding across the waves in the capable hands of its crew. Come and study some charts of the desert in my cabin, Captain Jet suggested, and they all settled down to look at the route Zellian Hector would take. It looks like a tough route, commented Milo with a frown, oh, but I'm sure they'll be fine, he added hastily, seeing the look on Zav and Sophie's faces. Meanwhile, there was a lot of activity at the Fazenda. Gordius, come and help open the secret way, said Danilo. The two men went into the basement and opened a door. On the other side was what looked like a green tunnel. This is the escape route, explained Gordius. We dug down to make a sunken way and then lashed the trees together to make a natural tunnel. It's hot, but safe. It follows the river through, so we must be quiet in case others are using the river to move through the jungle, warned Danilo. They loaded themselves up with supplies of food and water and set off. It was hard going as they had so many supplies weighing them down. Oh, it's very sticky. I feel like a pack mule, grumbled Zelly. It's not for long. We'll have a boat and then horses the rest of the route, said Danilo reassuringly. After about ten minutes' walk, Danilo called a halt. Stop here and rest. I'll leave the message for Sep and Theo. He went up to a large strangler fig tree. There was a hollow in the trunk, a perfect spot for a hidden message. Danilo also tied a creeper above it in a special knot to show that there was a message waiting. This signals that they should check the hollow in the tree, Danilo explained. But to the untrained eye, there's nothing unusual at all. They continued on their way with difficulty. The packs were very heavy. This could not be helped. Because they were heading into the desert, they would need all the water they could carry. At last, they arrived in a large clearing. It's like an outdoor room, said Zelly. The place was shielded by trees and a boat was stored there, but the daylight was fading fast. I'll get the boat ready. The river's just past the line of trees at the edge of the clearing, said Gordius. However, Zelly was standing perfectly still, a worried frown creasing her forehead. No, wait, she whispered. It's too still. Something's not right. The others all froze, straining to hear. I'll send Anna out to check, but I'll obscure her first, Zelly whispered. Fairy fee, fairy fee, grant Anna invisibility. Anna disappeared and flew off. She came back almost immediately. You are right, mistress. There is a group making their way upstream in a boat. Their route will take them right past us. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Chapter 5, The Way Through the Desert. If you're loving the podcast, why not leave us a review 
or even donate to help us keep making new episodes. See you next time.